Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Oh, oh man, here we go. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday, the final day of August 2022, the 31st. Big J, I often ask you to grade your months. This might be a tough one for you. Grade your August. Uh, F. F. F minus. F minus. Uh, no, no, I'm gonna go. I'll go. I'll go C plus. Oh, C plus. <laughs> that was quite the turn. Well, because I mean, Randy it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the worst, but uh, it certainly uh, wasn't great. No, no. But uh, passing grade, which is more than most can yeah, say, I got me through high school. C pluses did. Yeah. God bless it. And it got you through August as well. So hopefully it was a better one for you than it was for Big J. Of course, what, two weeks you were kind of locked up for a week. Yeah, but the amount of of stress and mental uh, distress that comes along with it far outweighs that two weeks. Let me tell you what. Touche, my friend. Well, here's the good news. It all starts anew tomorrow. And uh, that's when the month of September begins. And, of course, you have an opportunity to check out a show coming up on Saturday to kick off the month of September really, really nicely. That'd be Greta Van Fleet and The Pretty Reckless. That show is on Saturday at Extra Mile Arena. We will have your tickets a couple times over today. Big J watched a movie last night, at least in theory. It is called The Black Phone. Yeah. And he will give you a full review of that coming up over the course of the show today. Uh, We were talking off the air yesterday, and something made Big J very upset. So we're going to address that today at 7.50. He won't tell me what it is, but uh, he apparently wants to get something off of his chest. So that's going to happen this morning, as well as additional cool things. That's the way we roll around here. But let's get started with some music. Your Foo Fighters, best of you, going to kick off the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. Important stuff. What's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Just a word of advice to everyone that is looking to get out and float the river one final time. You better get it in, man. Get it in. Not only is it going to be stupid hot over the course of the next couple of days, but also they announced yesterday they're going to close the Boise River float season officially on Labor Day. So that's when it's going to close up, and that's when you have the last chance to get in this weekend. So if you want to rent a raft and do it, or you want to take advantage of the shuttle service, that's going to go through September 5th, according to the City of Boise officials, and then shutting her down. So make sure that you do it, and uh, they're already saying it's going to be insane because of how hot it is over the next couple days and over Labor Day weekend. So it's probably a good idea to plan ahead, make sure you got your appropriate gear with you. Uh, They highly recommend you using the shuttle service because parking, they think, is going to be almost impossible. So make sure you bring those rafts and paddles and life jackets and plan ahead. Anybody over uh, under the age of 14 has to wear a life jacket when floating the river as well. Something to remember if you're bringing the kids. Yeah, don't forget the sunscreen. Yes, sunscreen. Watch out for low-hanging trees. What else? Low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging fruit? No, that's a go at the Boise River. Trust me on that. 
<laughs> hey, uh, we got ourselves some action going on on the U.S. Open side of things. Rafael Nadal uh, topped Ricky Hajita in the opening match. The women's defending champion, number 11, Anne Moran Koo, lost in the first round to an unseated opponent. Also out in the first round was Venus Williams. Uh, unfortunately, she fell to Allison Van Oldecek after Williams was given a wild card to enter the tournament. Serena Williams will play her second round match tonight in what's expected to be the final tournament of her career. She's going to go up against the second seed in the tournament, and that's going to mean it's going to be difficult for her to do it. But she's also playing uh, doubles with her sister in the tournament, Venus. The Williams sisters are. They'll have their first round match on Thursday. So that'll we'll be special, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, Serena's given up right. this the last doubles run. They've had a really good doubles career as well. I, I hope she pulls off the upset tonight, but I mean, going into the second round against the second seed is. A tough draw, Big J. Yep. So we'll see uh, if the story is over or if it keeps going tonight. Uh, for those of you that have enjoyed, now I know that there was some issues with the, the way that that Ben Kingsley's character was handled in Iron Man Three with some purists in the world of comic books. They can go to hell. But uh, well, listen, people have problems with care. Iron Man Three in general. But I will say, I think they kind of redeemed themselves, and everybody was happy with how things went after Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings story. And now Ben Kingsley apparently is going to reprise that role again in the upcoming Wonder Man series at Disney+, Plus, according to Variety. So uh, Ben Kingsley isn't getting out of the MCU anytime soon, and people enjoy his character now. That character was awesome. Yeah, and still is. And so uh, if you want to see the continued adventures of... They advise you to tune into Wonder Man, one of the many Disney Plus Marvel series that are coming very, very soon. Morning After with Nick and Big J. You already heard the traffic report for this morning, so we'll skip that. We will come back with... uh, It's all right, my fault. We will come back and talk cereal next on the (laughs) X-Rocks. Pearl Jam, that is Jeremy here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And of course, when I say Kellogg's, the first thing I'm sure that pops into your head is uh, sexual torture devices and the intrusive therapy things that were popular during the turn of the century. Uh, And if that's not the case, you should probably learn more about the origin of Kellogg's. And maybe you can watch the movie Road to Railville that came out in 1995 starring Matthew Broderick. Or The Food That Made Us on History Channel. That's also true. It's a very strange and and honestly very true story about how Kellogg's got started and how they became a serial empire. But now, as we, you know, are more familiar with their work post the turn of the century, you've got yourself uh, some serial thoughts that will pop into your head. And the company is looking to offer up some people to start shoving cereal down their gullet, Big J, but not just the usual breakfast fare. Uh, What they're looking for are five particular people that they're willing to give $5,000 plus a year's supply of cereal to if they are willing to enjoy breakfast for dinner, cereal for dinner for a couple of weeks and kind of, I guess, log and journal their their lives about how it has affected them. They have often said that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. They wonder what it would be like if you had breakfast for dinner every single day. Of course, uh, they are looking for this for a little bit of added publicity as well. And so it's an opportunity for you to submit your uh, your posts is what they're looking for. Hashtag Kellogg cereal for dinner entry. And they'll pick five people for that to happen beginning September 26th that they'll give you the money for a week's worth of eating cereal for dinner. You've never been a cereal fan, is that correct? No, 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 not really. What happened in that world? I mean, because there's, there's, there's certainly not sugary sweet cereals. I mean, there's a lot of variety there, I guess, is my point. How did you never become a cereal fan? I, 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 you know what? I don't have an answer for you. It just never took. 
And it still doesn't, it isn't something that you enjoy? No, no, not at all. Do you like enjoy, like, you know, like sometimes specialty donuts will have cereal on them as toppings and that kind of thing. Does that interest you at all? No, the only good thing you use uh, cornflakes for is to fry something. Oh, well, so. all right, for like chicken and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. If, if that's included in my breakfast, then fine. I don't think it is. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty much the antithesis of that. But, uh, you know, I I was, I always was weird because growing up, my, my like, I really enjoyed, while everybody around me was eating like Lucky Charms and, Lucky you know, Charms. Cocoa Puffs, my favorite cereal as a kid was Kicks. I loved Kicks. <laughs> and I also really enjoyed a cereal that I, I don't know if it's around. It's called meal raisin crunch okay uh, yeah it was delicious and it was better than raisin bran in my opinion and it, it's uh it was just but it was also like really expensive so i never got it i always had to have like the kicks and be happy with it but uh that was how i started off my morning and then as i became an adult i have become more of a fan of cereal for dinner mostly as a single adult kind of a thing because with and the kids sad. i know it sad. is very sad That's but so I, sad, I i have dude. the kids cereal there all the time and usually after the i i, I am done having spending my time with the children i have extra milk and it's not like i'm gonna have a nice tall glass of milk at any point i'm you know in my mid-40s that doesn't happen anymore so the only time i'll like consume milk is with cereal and it's a good way to get rid of that and not waste the milk as well that's in my fridge. So I have found it more of a dinner of convenience than anything else. But I will say this. As I have become older, there are few things more enjoyable to me than a nice bowl of Golden Grams. I don't wow. know what I'm – but I mean I really, wow. really like it. I don't think that's an old man cereal by any stretch. It I mean the kids like love it. it. That's the only reason why I've tried it because my kids enjoy the Golden Grams. But it is uh, – I've always enjoyed cereal. I do not know why – but uh, I don't want to eat it five nights a week. I'll put it that way. That that you're right. That does feel like some sort of weird depression that I don't think I'd ever be able to crawl out of if I'm eating yeah. cereal for dinner for five nights a week. If I have it the random Tuesday, I don't think I'm hurting anybody's feelings. But it, it just doesn't seem like a good idea for me to do that for a week straight. But listen, some of you are in a much better mental place and will be able to do that just fine. So yeah. if you're looking for five gur plus some cereal for a year, then you might want to check it out. You can you don't even have to apply on their website. You just have to tag a post with hashtag Kellogg's cereal for dinner entry and tell them why they should pick you, and boom, you're automatically in the running. Must feel nice. Morning After with Nick and Big J, we got a movie review from a film that you picked out for Big J to watch. That's happening next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> Yesterday, right around this time, you guys selected a movie for Big J to watch and review for you. He did so on a streaming network called Peacock, and he watched a movie called The Black Phone. This is the part where we find out how good, bad, or indifferent it was. Big J, how was it? Yeah, uh, let's put it this way. I, you know, it, it, it's uh, it's set in the 70s, and uh, I dig that time frame, so I'm kind of cool with that. But uh, it's set in a, in, a, in a thing where I, I'm not sure if this is based off of a true story or not. It seems that way as you're watching the movie, right? So Does it say based on a true story? Uh, I don't, no, I don't think it did. Okay. But uh, it just Then you should not that. assume that it is. I, I assume that it is. Uh, and that, you know, Why? Because people are in it? It's a serial Why is it? killer oh, okay. situation. Um, and, and so you've got uh, Ethan Hawke, who is essentially uh, somebody they call the grabber. And so he's kidnapping kids and uh, bad things are happening, right? And mm -hmm. uh, this uh, one particular kid, um, you know, his friends uh, kind of get kidnapped. And next thing you know, he's also kidnapped. And there's this phone and it rings. And so... 
um, th this is where you start to, it's considered a supernatural horror movie. Okay. And so when, when he answers the phone, you know, uh, the first time nothing's there, and the next time he answers it, you know, there's... And it's the 70s, so it's a landline? Yeah, it's an old rotary dial phone. So it, it, it's presumed that the, the killer, the kidnapper, knows the phone is there? Yes, he says the phone doesn't work. Uh, uh -huh. But it does, okay. and so it, that there's something going on deeper meaning in this movie, along with what's actually happening, basically. Um, and I'm going to tell you, the the characters are, you know, it's not just about that. It's not just about. It could be just about, hey, this guy's kidnapping kids and then you know murdering them or whatever. But there's also a lot of other stuff going on here with the characters, and they're really well developed. You kind of get a sense. Uh, I, I was getting the vibe, anyways, the id vibe with these kids okay. because they're younger and they're friends. And just it's it's not necessarily an adventure that they're doing together, but you know it, it, there is some sort of just I don't know uh, a feeling uh, amongst them that uh, is just um, the word I'm trying to look for is, is camaraderie I guess I don't know it and so that sets it up really nicely so there's more than one thing happening in this movie and it's done really well it's a pretty damn good movie all right would you call it like a I mean would you classify it as a horror movie yeah it's got some jump scares and some things like that and it's also got this this you know um, supernatural stuff with you know on the phone line eventually is the ghost of the other kids yeah that was in the the line that we so, read, so and I and, that. and they're they're eventually trying to help uh the um let's see what's his uh, his name's finney um trying to get out of this situation so uh it does have that element in it and you never really get a full explanation of why that is at the end so there's a lot of open interpretation and you know opportunity for another movie i guess down all right the, road. Uh, the franchise as it were the black phone franchise ethan hawk by the way great terrifying okay uh the whole thing he's he's pretty good at that so it sounds like the black phone was big j approved. yeah approved all right i was caught off guard i was surprised i didn't think i'd like it well uh, it is available for you to watch if you have Peacock. If not, you have to pay for it at least for a little bit before it hits other streaming networks. It would networks. be worth renting. It would right, be worth look renting. Look at that. Big J says it's worth spending money on. Yeah. My God, that's a quite the actual endorsement of that movie. So it's called The Black Phone, and it is officially Big J approved. Well done, everybody. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Uber is making some changes, introducing some new safety features so that everybody involved feels a little bit better getting into a stranger's car, or you as a driver feel better about strangers getting into your car. They're allowing riders and drivers the ability to text 911 operators and speak to live safety agents in a matter of a click. The new ability to text 911 will be rolled out to about 60% of the country, including the U.S. and California. We're talking about doing this while you have the app open kind of a thing. When riders use the feature in the Uber app, it will create a message including information automatically about the trip, where you are, the location. It kind of pings where you are when you use it through the Uber app, which makes it easier for the 911 operators to understand exactly where you're calling from and exactly where you're going, maybe your final destination as well, if the trip is booked through Uber. And they'll send the vehicle information and driver and location as well. The live help feature will allow riders and drivers to speak to a live safety agent through a partnership with a security company, ADT. Riders can then send a message through the Uber app and get a call or text from an agent directly as well. They can stay on the phone with an agent until they get comfortable or the ride ends. The feature has been added to the Uber app safety look booklet as well, so you can get all the information in the actual app itself. But listen, anything that makes it easier and safer for people on this app probably isn't a good thing or a bad thing i should say right? right yeah exactly so it's a good option and you know nice 
to be able to send all that information without going, listen, I, I'm not driving. I don't know where, you know what I mean? You, maybe you're not paying attention, so you don't know exactly where you are if something were to happen, you know? And yeah. so, you know, having this information automatically pinged to your location where you are is a good thing. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson began serving his 11-game suspension yesterday. It kind of has to keep him away from the team and team facilities until October the 10th. He'll also pay $10 million, excuse me, $5 million, and undergo mandatory treatment and counseling after two dozen women accused him of sexual assault and harassment during massage sessions. The 26-year-old has maintained his innocence despite agreeing to the settlement reached between the NFL and the Players' Union. And when the league applied a six-game suspension, they wanted more, and so they agreed on 11. So it began yesterday. Big J, Tom Hanks is an American treasure. Agree or disagree? Agreed. And he is launching a brand-new game called Hanks 101, Big J. It's a trivia game all about Tom Hanks. It's only available on the Apple Arcade subscription service. Uh, he does narrate the gameplay in Hank's 101 Trivia. It features an initial set of some 58,000 questions across a range of character, character categories, not just Tom Hanks related, but it's also just general trivia as well. History, art, business, food, geography, science. It's like trivia pursuit narrated by Tom Hanks. Doesn't suck, does it? No. Uh, maybe, but it doesn't sound like it features a lot of pop culture, which has a problem with us lifting questions from it for our segment. I was just thinking, mm, that seems nice. Sign uh, up for that. Yeah, if you start asking me art questions down the road in two years, I'll know exactly where you're getting Well, at from. some point, I mean, you know, there's only so much pop culture. Oh, no, it continues to grow. It just uh, matters how much of that awfulness you want to dip your toe into. Yeah. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 7 o'clock hour. Coming up in a few minutes, we got ourselves... All right. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Listen, man. We are well documented in our feelings on the elderly, Big J. Agree or disagree? Yeah, we hate them. Uh, no. Pretty much the opposite. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, We want to protect them and keep them safe. At all costs. And uh, I feel like there's a special place in hell for people that do terrible things to old people. Because, listen, they've been through enough crap to make it north of 65 in today's day and age. They don't need your BS on top of it all. Right. Which is, again, why I propose that once you hit the age of 85, you're able to get away with anything. Save murder. You're able to get away with pretty much anything. As long as you don't hurt somebody else, you've put in your time, man. I mean, listen, it's all a prison sentence when you look at it like that. And at some point, you should get a get-out-of-jail-free card. Save you doing something completely intolerable and awful to somebody else. I say you can do whatever you want to do once you're 85. Especially if it involves doing it to yourself. And uh, unfortunately, some people don't agree with me, and that's fine. Uh, but we're going to go down to Florida for today's We're Going to Hell story. And an argument. Home of old people. Yes, we're going to an argument between a gentleman our age and uh, somebody that is elderly, which probably isn't all that common down in Florida, as you're right. Uh, but now one of them is behind bars for the way this whole thing turned out, and oh, it ain't no. the old person. It starts with Kyle Bartholomews. He ended up in a tussle with the senior citizen after she asked him, they live in the same apartment apartment complex, to, if he wouldn't mind, just stop yelling all the time. She's like, listen, every time I turn around, you're screaming something at your dog, at your TV, at your children. If you just want to take it down a notch, that would be great. You're at like a nine constantly. We need you at like a six. 
And then she accused him of being wasted on booze and Xanax, and that crossed the line, Big J. Don't you ever accuse somebody who lives in Florida of being on Xanax and Which booze. one is the elderly person? The elderly person is the lady telling the guy to stop shouting. The lady is the elderly person. Yes. Okay. Uh, that is when the gentleman allegedly flipped out. And uh, Went then, to 12. Yeah. Then he was like, you want to see me shouting? And then he began throwing items that he was gr- grabbing from his freezer that he apparently has right outside his front door, which is very Florida to me. So <laughs> he's chucking things out of his freezer, and uh, this old lady is moving out of the way out of some frozen food. And then, Big J, he picked up a slice of pizza that he was eating, and he chucked it at the old lady, and he hit her right in the face with the already cooked pizza. Boom! Uh, police were called to the scene because neighbors saw them shouting and uh, and saw Kyle throwing things at this elderly woman. And so they arrived and took him to jail, charged him with uh, assault, basically, because he can't just throw stuff at people regardless of what it is. You throw something at them and it hits them and somebody else wants yeah. to press charges, they can. That's assault and battery. And that's what this young lady did. Uh, of course, it's probably not going to surprise you that the 44-year-old Kyle has a lot of crimes on his list of things that he's done, Big J. His criminal record includes a couple of DUI busts, aggravated battery, disorderly conduct, possession of crack cocaine, and of course, trespassing as well. And now he's got an assault charge that he can add on to that laundry list of things because he threw pizza at an old lady. All because she was probably right. I mean, we've all had those neighbors that seem like, what, what are they doing over there? It's constant, whatever's happening. And she decided to address the problem that appeared to be a uh, mistake. Also, what a waste of pizza. That should be a crime as well, as far as I'm concerned. It depends on the pizza. I suppose that's true. My guess is you're right. He probably doesn't have discernible taste. And he's eating some, like, you know, questionable pizza as well. Because he's not very good at making decisions, I guess, is my choice. My my point, Big Joe. So, uh, reminder, be nice to other people. Don't be angry and abusive towards the elderly. No matter how much of a pain they are, there's other ways that you can solve the problems without chucking a bunch of stuff in your freezer at them. Yeah, by the way, throwing something at somebody now, a bad idea. Yeah, don't do it. I know you're looking for that TikTok cloud, but don't do it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. That is Bush. Everything's in here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, you said you had a bone to pick. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yesterday, you know, uh, <laughs> Nick, uh, we, I don't know. We got on the subject of pizza, and I don't know if it was a sponsored uh, thing that you saw. You I can't saw a remember. picture I can't of, uh, of a brand of pizza you hadn't tried here in town yet. Uh, place and um, so I was interested. This told me the name of it, and I'm like, oh, I want to go look it up and and you know see what they have in the menu and, and etc. on the website. And so here is where uh, it's been driving me nuts for quite some time now, and and it's it's just the thing that uh, that happens whenever you either whether it's fast food. Or, or anything. When you go to search uh, a restaurant and you want to go look at the menu, before you can even look at the menu, you have to start to do some sort of order for the place. I don't. I, well, I guess I don't go to a lot of those websites, so I don't understand. Like, Just I mean, it makes you like general, pull up, yeah, like an order thing. Yeah, like uh, I need to either have it delivered or pick up. You have to enter an email. All kinds of garbage. When all I really want to see is your damn menu and what you're offering before I make any decision. And, and it doesn't matter. It's like you know, geez, this would be good for dinner. I'm gonna go see what uh, what what the menu is and see if they have some new stuff. And you got to go through all this garbage just to get there. And it just is. It's mind. 
bending. Makes me so upset. I'm trying to. Th- I don't think I have that problem. I mean, I'm trying to. Like the last couple places that I've Look gone up to. Something. Uh, well, I mean, I have. I, I'm saying the last couple places that I've gone to, the menu button is right there, and I'm able to click it and look at it. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, you're, you're the place that I went to when Ian and I met for lunch. It, it, that was a situation where I just I, I had never been, so I looked up the menu and it was right there online. I didn't have to type in anything or order anything at all. That's just one particular example. But I mean, I think you run into this more with like larger chains and things like that. Anything locally owned, like the uh, the Italian place we went to with our with our friend Howie. The menu was right there on the thing. You didn't have to put together an order or anything. Yeah, no, that's uh, especially when you're doing it from your mobile phone. Okay. And whether even if it's just in the browser or not. Like uh, I tried doing the same place here right now as I'm making this argument, and it works fine. <laughs> But yesterday, uh, but but you're my witness. Like yesterday, I, well, I, went I you would tell me what it was. You you remember you were like this is yeah, this pisses yeah. me off, and I'm like, what are you talking about? You're like, I don't want to talk about it right now. I'll talk about it tomorrow. But I did not see what you're talking about. But I I do understand. Like I think that's a thing. If like you go to like PizzaHut.com or something like that, if you have to like go through and begin an order. So I understand what you're saying. I just I, I don't find it as prevalent as you do. But I can understand the the frustration. But I'm also also a big fatty and i look at food more than you do like it's kind of a problem and i don't know maybe maybe this is a targeted thing that they do to me because they're like oh fatty's oh, gonna order it's something. big j's ip oh, address oh, he, he must want to order yeah something. he's looking at he's looking he's looking we got him reel him in now that being said does it work more often than not no I mean, will you order? it pisses okay. me right. off it's- and i'm like Go to the next place. All right, so it's more of a turn off than something to get you to reel in. All right, that's good to know. So if you are targeting marketing Big J uh, for starting an order before he sees the menu, it ain't working, guys. You're going to have to go back to the digital drawing board and try to figure out another yeah. way to hook Big J all as a customer. All I'm going to do is see if you have wings, okay? <laughs> that was what all sauces are available? <laughs> If you would put that all in your front page restaurants in the Treasure Valley, save Big J a lot of clicks. That's all I'm trying to say. And you can make a lot of money. Yeah, it's also true. That's also true. Think about it, won't you? Morning after with Nick and Big J coming up in a few minutes. We got your important you stuff. This pizza good. Stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, the whole Elon Musk Twitter thing has taken a weird turn ever since the uh, actual offer was accepted by the Twitter board of directors. Uh, Elon Musk has been doing everything he can to backpedal out of the deal. Uh, it started when he started uh, talking about the reason why he didn't want to buy the company for his original $44 billion offer was that uh, basically they didn't have enough verified accounts or accounts that weren't bought enough. When that uh, information was actually shot down from Twitter itself, now he has jumped on board the whistleblower claims of Peter Zatko, who is a former head of security for Twitter, that claimed uh, about a week ago that Twitter's cybersecurity defenses aren't that great and has got some real issues. He, of course, was used to be in charge of it, so I guess he would know. And now he's using those as a way to get out of uh, purchasing the company for four to four billion dollars. Now, here's the situation that that is why it's complicated. Number one, the offer was on the table for forty four billion dollars, which is comically more than the company's actually worth and probably will ever be worth. I think he was. I really still don't know why he did what he did and actually make that a formal offer because when Twitter said yes. 
that essentially becomes a verbal agreement. And ever since that happened, and Elon's like, well, I don't really have $44 billion. I got to start selling Tesla stock and all sorts of SpaceX stuff and all sorts of stuff in order to get that liquid or take on additional, you know, people that want to buy that. And everybody was like, Elon, you comically overvalued the company. We want no part in this investment. It's a terrible one. And so he's been kind of floating on an iceberg all by himself, now trying to find a way out of it. Now, Twitter is suing Musk because they want to force him to go through the deal because they know it was stupid for him to offer up $44 billion for the company. And now he's going through these things and trying to find some sort of, you know, loophole to get his way out of an agreement that he made, reminding everybody that sometimes as dumb as the Internet can be, what you say on it can hold yourself liable to things no matter how rich you are. So mind your P's and Q's, I guess, is my point. Because now there's all sorts of stuff that's going into it. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to get onto it. He may have to buy this company for $44 billion, which is crazy when you think about it. I also don't understand why he is forced to buy it. Well, he's forced to buy it because he put down a formal offer that was accepted, and he's trying to find... And now he realizes he doesn't have the capital to get it, and he's trying to find a way out, but that's not how business works. When you formally agree to something and say that this is an actual offer and terms are accepted, then that's a business deal that has to go through, unless something comes along that decides to do it. I think he thought he would have better backing when he went into this deal, and people thought that he would want to jump on board with them, but they all realized that... Twitter's not worth $44 billion. It never was. And that was a dumb number to throw out there. And now he's kind of floating along trying to figure out how he gets out of it. And he's pulling on any string that he can. And this may be one of them, but it it may not work out at the end. It all kind of depends. What I'm saying is it all remains to be seen. But when you say you're going to buy something and you everybody's got paper written down that you say you're going to do it, that that's known as a contractual obligation, my friend. And that's when you start to get into issues. The New York Yankees are investing in the biggest sport in the world, Big J. They're jumping on the soccer train. Choo-choo. The team's financial arm has teamed up with a private equity firm, Redbird Capital, to purchase AC Milan, which is Italy's reigning champion, for $1.7 billion. The Yankees aren't the first U.S. team or owner to invest in European soccer. Can you name a couple other teams that are also involved in uh, in soccer overseas, Big J? Um, One in baseball, one in football. Boy, I don't know. I can't. The owner of the Boston Red Sox also owns uh, the Liverpool team in the Premier League, and then the Glazer family, which owns the Buccaneers, owns Manchester United Ooh. over there in England as well. So there's uh, the the billionaires that are involved in American sports are getting involved in European sports as well. I uh, don't think you're going to see Jeff Garland back on the Goldbergs ever, Big J. I'm no. sorry. Uh, looks like Murray's dead. That thing is is going to permanently be the solution. Yes, the actor exited the ABC sitcom last season after being accused of inappropriate behavior on the staff. And basically, the last season they used some patchwork body doubles to try to put their, which led to some. I, I stopped watching the show, so I'll have to admit to that. But uh, I did see some clips of how they tried to to write around him or shoot around him as if he was still a part of the show even though he didn't say anything and it was weird and awkward yeah. to say the least and so they've decided the way that they figure that out is yeah they'll just kill him off and so uh garland's character will be dead for several months when the new season begins and the family is going to have to move on from that and that's how they figure they're going to solve that problem the goldbergs kicks off its 10th season believe it or not big j on september 21st do you still watch the show uh intermittently here and there so it's not a can't miss yeah. kind of a situation anymore 
Uh, it's got. I mean, it's got to hit uh, syndication at some point, right? Or is it already I, I, there? I think probably it yeah. already is. Because uh, that's that's where you start to cash in, and that's how everybody's going to make their money. Plus, I mean, listen, I'll say this: the oh, the first several seasons of Goldberg's very good television, fantastic. I have no complaints about it. As I told Big J, it started to get weird to me when the kids started to get really older and still trying to play yeah. young, and it just it just stopped being something that I was like, I have to watch this show. But early seasons are great. I'll say that. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. After with Nick and Big J. You had a great prize here this morning as Greta Van Fleet coming to the Treasure Valley. They'll be here Saturday at Extra Mile Arena along with right. the Pretty Reckless going to be a fantastic show we'll get you tickets when you beat me in pop culture smackdown here's the thing you'll also get qualified for the greta van seats which are seats by the sound stage uh that they have set up there they'll be nice and cushy but you and your uh, your friend uh boom we'll get you qualified for that again just gotta beat me in pop culture smackdown it will happen all right 208-287-1003 that is the number that you need to call if you think you got what it takes to be big j but warning we are going to start off in one of big j's very very strong suits oh no so you're gonna have to get my guess is a couple of questions right a lot of listeners for people to move on hello the x good morning hello the x good morning morning man what's your name aaron all right aaron you're up first aaron uh in what city did the very first rocky film take place and they loved it so much they even built a, a statue of rocky there oh god philadelphia that is correct good right. job Big J, uh, Rambo is one of Sylvester Stallone's most famous characters. Mm. What was his first name? John. Yeah. John J. John J. Rambo. Aaron, back to you. In his real life, which one of his former co-stars did Cy Stallone go on and marry? Was it Telia Shire, Brigitte Nielsen, or Sharon Stone? Oh, God. The second one. The second one? I don't remember which one I said. Brigitte Nielsen. Brigitte Nielsen? Right. That is correct. (laughs) Good job. Uh, Big J, what classic comedy was Kevin Bacon's first film or his first degree? Oh, man, that must be a clue. First degree. It's not. It's oh. not. I was just making oh. a play on the seven his degrees first, of Kevin Bacon. His first movie was a comedy? First com- a huge classic comedy that I believe oh. everybody Animal is. House? Animal House is absolutely correct. Right. Well done, sir. Aaron, back to you. Which American landmark was actually a gift by the country of France? Oh, the Statue of Liberty. Right. Correct. You did a great job. Big J, uh, what popular actress is married to Kevin Bacon in real life? Oh, oh boy. Um, jeez. I have no idea. Marley Matlin. No, no. Wrong Marley Matlin. What if I said, I think the show was called The Closer on TNT? She was on for like seven seasons as the star of it? No idea. Kira Cedric. Kira Cedric. Cedric is the... Sedgwick. Sedgwick is the wife of Kevin Bacon. Congratulations, sir. You did ride that bull for the full eight seconds. You are good to go for Greta Van Fleet and the Pretty Reckless on Saturday. You're also qualified for that grand prize, the Greta Van Seats, which we will give away tomorrow morning before we wrap up the show. There's your pop culture smackdown. Some headlines are next on the X Rocks. Thing you know is wrong. Here's the facts. It's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Finally, it returns. 
Just like an old school. And nice work, Gramps. Finally, it returns! Gravy Wrestling is back, Big J. What? It has been canceled for the last couple of no. years because of COVID-19, but fret not because the 12th annual World Gravy Wrestling Championships were in fact fought just two days ago, my friend. Oh, boy. The competition, which took place in the Rose and Bowl Pub in Lancaster, New England, has wrestlers fight in pools of gravy for two minutes at a time. Of course, points are scored for outfits, entertainment value, and of course, wrestling ability. So people come in in frenzy dress in their men and ladies divisions, and then they wrestle in brown gravy and get eliminated as the day goes on. Congratulations to Lloyd Clarkson and Imogene Young. They won the men's and women's event respectfully and are your reigning World Gravy Wrestling Champions, Big J. Congratulations. Right? I don't know if it's like a WWE style. It doesn't sound like the matches are predetermined, but I say to this, congratulations. None of it can be easy. Don't know I would enjoy watching gravy wrestling, uh, to be perfectly honest. That's just me. I feel like it. Uh, it's probably a smell I wouldn't be comfortable smelling. Does that make sense? I guess you don't like gravy. I don't. I'm not a really big fan of mm, like just straight brown up brown gravy, gravy and feel like oh, it would obviously wouldn't be warm, so it would be cold gravy on top of it. Congealed, yeah, gross. yeah. There'd be a lot, and you know, mix that with sweat and God knows what else. And so I don't Poop. think it'd be probably. Yeah, I'm sure a couple people soiled themselves in the competition, so I don't think it would be a good comp- a good combination at all, at all. Hard pass, but congratulations to our winners. And our world champions. Just like in old school or nice work, Gramps. Nice work, Gramps. Congratulations to a Nebraska man who took pumpkin spice to a whole new level. He climbed into a giant jack-o'-lantern and paddled 38 miles down the Missouri River, bro. Damn. Dwayne Hansen hollowed out a 846-pound pumpkin that he'd grown himself and grabbed a paddle and a life jacket for what was supposed to be a six-hour tour, Big J, a la Gilligan's Island. That was a three-hour tour. Still, just a short little trip. Yeah. Turned into a much longer one. The 60-year-old asked for and got volunteers to witness the trip by following along on the land, but uncooperative weather made the trip longer than expected. It took him 11 hours. But apparently the uh, the pumpkin was in great shape, and so was the gentleman. So that is a record. Congratulations to this dude. I don't know where he found the pumpkin, I guess. That's the most amazing thing to me. Like, I mean, 846-pound pumpkins, you don't really yeah. come across all the time. And then deciding, I'm gonna, just going to turn this one into a canoe, essentially. But it worked. Those pumpkins, man, when they're that big, I guess, they can hold water pretty well. You can turn well. anything to, into a canoe then, right? Yeah. I mean, paper, whatever it takes. Wrap it up with just like an old school. <laughs> a team of monkey hunters in Japan, oh, Big God. J. Bring in the monkey hunters. Had a day that was not going as planned when they were sent to Fuji City to take care of a couple of monkeys that were running ramshot on a town square area and as they were talking to some witnesses to see where they saw the monkey, officials say one of the hunter's fingers slipped and accidentally shot a woman in the head with a tranquilizer dart. Got her right underneath the cheek, Oh wait, that's, that's, uh, that's an old school move, dude. Dude! Well, hence the headline. Just like an old school. Are you getting it now? Yeah, now I get it. <laughs> the woman fell asleep almost immediately. It wasn't like slow motion Will Ferrell where it took a while for it to kick in. This pretty much knocked her out cold right away. Was brought to a local hospital. She woke up about an hour after the incident and didn't remember a thing. And here's the worst part. Monkey's still on the loose, bro. 
About 60 monkey attacks have been reported in the city over the summer, which is why they were there. But uh, gotta gotta keep a safety on those trank guns, I guess. Yeah. Because uh, that would suck, man. You're just trying to tell some guy where an, <laughs> a monkey went. Next thing you know, you are out cold. Uh, but at least she doesn't remember anything. That that has to be good. And it hopefully, didn't do any permanent damage. Hopefully uh, Kansas was playing in the background. I'd like that very much. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the things you need to know, at least for now. They'll be here in October, y'all. That is nothing more tired of winning here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And Big J, you have a, basically a zoo at your house. And yeah. so we're getting into the point now where uh, with technology, that could mean that not only do you have children yapping at you, but soon you could understand what your animals are yapping God, at you. God, right? I hope not. I hope not. Because scientists right now, they're using artificial intelligence and al- algorithms to try to figure out what animals are saying. And a team of scientists analyzed sounds of some colonies of mole rats and discovered that each mole rat has its own vocal signature and each colony had its own distinct dialect. Okay. Well, so much like in the world. Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, well... <laughs> In the world. And also, you know, like dogs don't meow. I mean, right. do- the animals yeah. have their own way of speaking and they understand each other. And it's not all butt sniffs. There's obviously something sure. to what they're talking about. But I'm sure you shudder at the thought of what your cats are saying. Here's the you. thing. I, I mean, I, I would love to know, like, do you would you like to eat food? That kind of stuff. The, the simple stuff. But it's the much more nuanced things that I'm scared to death of. Like, sure. we can find out, like, that, that they're trapped inside their cat bodies. <laughs> right. That there's some sort of or, intellectual in, yeah, inte- intelligence there. Yeah, they're there smarter than us. Right. Or they're consciously urinating us. on yeah. your couch, which yeah. you, I know that drives you crazy. So, yeah, there's a lot of nightmare fuel that could be kicked up here with all this stuff. So, it's one of those things where, it, like, if you had the Dr. Doolittle power, would it be a blessing or a curse? I think yeah. it would be a curse, yeah. right, at this point. It, it would throw, uh, throw uh, upside down. Our construct of what uh, the hierarchy of, of beings is. As with anything, it reminds me of the Rick and Morty episode where they give the dog the ability to speak, and then all of a sudden, dogs overthrow humans in a matter of months, and uh, we're all treated as pets, and that's really what's going to happen if we give a dog's intelligence because they're such good boys and girls. So, yeah, but then immediate guilt of like the terrible food we fed them for years. Oh, right, and, yeah. And just, you know. Come on. Oh, are you sure I can have your scraps that aren't good yeah, enough for you to yeah. eat? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, get ready. It's it's going to make you feel real, real guilty, and we'll all pay for the privilege. God bless it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We also gift you things just for listening. If you want to go check out Greta Van Fleet, we'll give you a chance next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Point three, the X. Yeah, and prizing it up big time here this morning uh, because coming Saturday, we've got an arena show, Extra Mile Arena, Greta Van Fleet, The Pretty Reckless. We'll get you set up with tickets to the show, and then you'll also be qualified for the Greta Van seats, which are uh, some pretty nice cushy seats right there by the soundboard. Great place to hear and see the show. Uh, you just need to figure out who's up for bad impressions here today. Three clues is all you get. It revolves around somebody pretty famous. Figure out that famous person in those three clues or less, and you have a concert that you're going to on Saturday, and it's going to be a good one. 208-287-1003. Did you do the Treasure Valley Subaru thing right? Oh, I, I'm sorry. You know what? I didn't. I, I got confused. Uh, bad Impressions, by the way, brought to you by Idaho Center pre-owned Superstore Treasure Valley Subaru. Sorry. I just couldn't remember. Good morning, The X. Yes. What's up, man? What's your name? Bryce, how are you? Good, Bryce. We're very good. Thank you very much for listening, and you are caller number one for Bad Impressions. Good luck, all right? Thank you. I played star Texas quarterback Mox in Varsity Blues. Yeah. Uh, next. 
I spent the 90s and early 2000s playing Dawson on Dawson's Creek. Yeah, uh, next. <laughs> uh, let's see. I was Simon in Standing Hill. That'll help you. No, I'm afraid it won't. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Bryce, we're big fans. Sorry we couldn't get you through there it's today. tough. Tough these days. What is Standing Hill? I don't know. Hello? I didn't have a third clue written. Hello, we got the interrupted while I was writing down clues. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi. Did you hear Big J's clues or do you need them again? Um, I can't think. Uh, I'm going to guess she needs them again. Fire away. I played star Texas quarterback Mox in Varsity Blues. I, I spent I spent the 90s and early 2000s playing Dawson on Dawson's Creek. Um, one more? And I was Simon in Standing Hill. <laughs> he James, had... James Van Der Beck? We'll take it. Uh, take we'll take it. it. We're desperate. We'll take it. We will happily give you these tickets. Good job. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those Greta Van Fleet and Pretty Reckless tickets for Saturday. And we'll get you qualified for the Greta Van Seats. Uh, we don't know what Standing Hill is, but we do know James Vanderbeek. Why is he in the news? Uh, yeah, and this is uh, interesting. Uh, apparently, uh, he uh, had uh, penned a deal with uh, Sirius XM and Stitcher uh, for a podcast deal. And uh, now uh, Vanderbeek is suing them for $700,000 plus damages because uh, apparently that show isn't going forward now. Oh, no. And uh, he had other potential partners to choose from in order to develop this particular project and uh, he stopped negotiating with them after they thought that they had this deal done but apparently it wasn't and I'm like that's a lot of money what is this going to be about Dawson's Creek I don't know I mean like he had kind of like a resurgence but I, I don't know if people are clamoring for the opinions of James Vanderbeek maybe they are I don't know that, but you're right $700,000 is a lot of money for a podcast from James Vanderbeek it is which reminds us we need to get that movie podcast going back up again buddy we're leaving money on the table. If that's the case. I, I, no, I don't think that we are. I don't think anybody. We, we've done several podcasts. No, nobody's offering us nothing. <laughs> they do listen to the morning after podcast, though. You've seen the numbers. Yes, yes, I, of course. So, I mean, there's that. But and you know, they do listen to the movie podcast too when yeah. it's there. But yeah, nobody's offering us seven hundred thousand dollars to do any podcast. So maybe we need to up or our game. Seven dollars. Or you know what, Big J? Let's make a crying meme like James Vanderbeek and see if we can't get that thing go viral. Then we'll up the price tag a little. You're bit. right. Let's do it. Morning after with Nick and Big J wrapping up the show here next on the X Rocks. That is Pop Evil. That is Eye of the Storm here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. A very productive Wednesday show. Thank you for tuning in along with us. Big J did give the stamp of approval to The Black Phone, a movie starring Ethan Hawke that is available to stream if you have a Peacock account currently. We'll be headed to other streaming networks here right now. It's a Peacock exclusive, but it also got a theatrical release, and he thought it was really, really good. So... That is something that you can take or leave. We also had a chance to talk about throwing food to people, how it's not a really good idea. And we talked about some really good things when it comes to talking animals as well. So I feel like it was a decent show. And Big J also gave a reminder and notice to restaurant websites out there. Make your menu accessible from the word go. Don't make him type in any information. He doesn't have the time or the patience for it. And it just turns him off. That's right. So you have been warned. 
Big J, that does leave you with the floor, though. Uh, man, give big, big props to uh, Blackville Brides and Andy uh, from Blackville Brides, uh, Nick, uh, because, uh, you know, that three-headed monster that we had here earlier this year was in Denver, the Red Rocks, and uh, they were there uh, yesterday. And unfortunately, uh, they, the, the band Blackville Brides had to come out on stage. Other equipment didn't make it. Oh, no. And so they couldn't play, and they said, hey, we want to make sure that everybody here gets a chance to see Blackville Brides. They're doing a free show for everybody that what showed up on Thursday. Oh, that's awesome. To make up for it. Once their equipment got there? Yeah. Are, not, yeah. Not, are they doing it at Red Rocks? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, that's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, I don't know for 100% sure, but that's just super cool. And uh, uh, D. Snyder uh, saw that and then uh, tweeted out. It was a very classy move from uh, from a band. And uh, you know what? We've come around and uh, we're big fans of those guys. Very much so. Good people uh, to boot. And have you seen a show at Red Rocks ever? No, no. I don't know if I'd make it. I, right? say, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the last time I went, I had some real moments where I was like, is this show going to be worth it? And of course it was. Yeah, it was But it's deep. a long hike up there. And I don't I, I tell you right now, I couldn't do it two days in a row. I mean, as much as I would love to see Black Bill yeah. Brides for free at Red Rocks, I'd be like, do I want to make that hike again? Chopper me in. Whoo. <laughs> Offer me in. I mean, you can make a billion if you put those uh, those actual like e-bikes down there, and you could roll up that hill. That or would how be about an escalator? Amazing. <laughs> You're not going to see an escalator in nature, buddy. That ain't going to happen. Morning after with <laughs> Nick and Big J. That's it for us. We will see you guys tomorrow. Uh, last chance to get qualified because we're going to do the winners for the Greta Van seats tomorrow. So that'll give you a reason to tune in. We'll see you then. It's the X Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.